What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with my last set of positional rankings. Already gone through the running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. Now it's time to talk about the tight ends. So going through my top 15 fantasy football tight ends, and then this is going to be half point PPR. So a nice in between, you know, between standard and then full point PPR. If you haven't checked out my other rankings videos, go check those out after this one. And then tomorrow I'll be going through my overall rankings. So I'm thinking like top 36, something like that. So stay tuned for that. On the graphic where you'll see my rankings, you may see a plus or minus number that just kind of shows how much higher or lower I have them compared to consensus. And I use the uh, fantasy pros kind of consensus ADP to get those numbers. But let's jump right into the rankings. And I feel like honestly, the tight end market in fantasy football is a lot better than it's been in years past. You know, a few years ago, you had like one, two, three dudes that you thought were really solid. And then the rest of it was kind of just like a crapshoot. It's still not perfect. You know, there's definitely a fall off, but I feel like it is way better than it's been in years past. You have the options where you can go for some of the early guys, you know, late round one, round two. You have guys you can go after round three, round four, round five. Then, you know, you have like your round seven, round eight guys. And then there's always going to be like those late round flyer players. So I feel like the state of the tight end position is pretty solid. And at number one, I have Travis Kelsey. He's going to be the stud, you know, weapon for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill's gone. Is a little bit on the older side, but we haven't really seen any signs of regression. So I feel like he is going to keep dominating. Number two, I have Mark Andrews, probably the number one weapon for the Ravens. I do think the Ravens are going to be a more run-heavy attack. So he may not see, you know, the same number of targets per game he saw last year, but I still think he can really perform. Number three, Kyle Pitts. I'm expecting a big jump out of him. Very impressive rookie season for a tight end. The only thing that held him back was the lack of touchdown scoring. I don't think he's going to be like a double-digit touchdown guy, just looking at this Falcons offense, but I do think he can be a really solid fantasy football tight end. Then at four and five, George Kittle, Darren Waller. These are basically all in line with consensus. I think you could flip Kittle or Waller. You know, both kind of have some things up in the air. Kittle, you have the new quarterback situation. How does he fit in with Trey Lance? Darren Waller, you have Devontae Adams coming in. So you figure his ceiling is definitely capped, but I still think he's probably going to be the number two weapon on that team. I bet he kind of outproduces Hunter Renfro, but we'll kind of see just an overall very talented offense. So he may slide in as like the number two, number three guy, but I still think he can produce and finish as a top three fantasy tight end. Then here at number six, really tough to rank him, but this is where I have Rob Gronkowski. And obviously he's not on a team right now, so we don't even know if he's going to be playing. So if I was doing a redraft, you know, draft right now, obviously I wouldn't be picking Gronk here at number six because there's no guarantee he's playing. But this is kind of how I'm looking at the situation. I think Gronk is going to play. I just don't think he wants to do the whole training camp thing. I talked about this for uh, Tom Brady, how I do think Gronk is going to come back. I kind of feel like the dude just wants to chill, you know, do what Gronk does, kind of vibe until the season is like almost starting, and then he'll just come back, sign. And the reason why I say that is because I do think he respects this Bucks organization. So I feel like, you know, him wanting to retire right now, he's kind of been leading them on for a very long time. They didn't really make any key moves at the tight end position. They still have Cam Brait. They let OJ Howard walk. And then they drafted, I do believe they drafted a tight end, but it was in like the later rounds. So I think he's going to come back. And he was very, very solid last season. I definitely still think he can produce as like a very solid mid-tier tight end one option. 
So he's here at number six. Number seven, I have Dalton Schultz. I'm actually very high on Dalton Schultz heading into the season. If I'm not getting one of these like top five tight ends, you know, Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Waller, I'm totally fine taking a swing on Dalton Schultz. I feel like he has a pretty solid floor, really had a solid breakout season last year. And you're looking at this Cowboys offense, they lose Amari Cooper. You have Michael Gallup coming off of an ACL tear. I know everyone's super high on CeeDee Lamb, but I think we're going to see Schultz take another step forward. And then I also think we're going to see these running backs, Zeke and Pollard, become very involved in the receiving game. So I really like Dalton Schultz here at number seven. It's like a really nice, you know, kind of mid-round tight end option. Looking at some of the other guys who have been going in the mid-rounds, don't really love the values of guys like TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard. So Dalton Schultz is kind of like my mid-round guy. Just said his name, number eight, TJ Hawkinson. Just not super exciting here. I don't know. I feel like he's, you know, a high floor player. We know he's a solid tight end, but he's on a Lions offense that's probably not going to be very good, but they do have a lot of competent weapons. I'm on Raw. You're going to have Jamison Williams coming back. DeAndre Swift's going to be making plays out of the backfield. So I just don't know if the ceiling is there, but not the worst mid-round pick. Number nine, I have Dawson Knox. People may think I'm ranking him a little bit high, but I feel like you have everyone going out. They're on this Gabriel Davis hype train. They think Davis is all of a sudden going to become like a solid fantasy wide receiver too. Look at the uh, regular season stats between Dawson Knox and Gabriel Davis. Dawson Knox outproduced Gabriel Davis. And obviously the argument there is that Dawson Knox was the tight end one. Gabriel Davis was like the wide receiver four. But I feel like it's weird how everyone's projecting this massive increase in production for Gabriel Davis, whereas Dawson Knox is still a young tight end, had a breakout season last year. I think he can see more volume. Like, why is all this volume just going to be funneled to Gabriel Davis when you had Dawson Knox prove it? He also had a really strong uh, game in the playoffs. So I'm kind of a fan of Dawson Knox here. I do see the risk here because he kind of resembles Robert Tanyan heading into the 2021 season, where he's this guy who didn't have a ton of yardage, got into the end zone a ton, and then was picked as like a, you know, mid to back end tight end one and then totally flopped. I do think that's possible, but I also feel like he's one of these mid to later round guys who can take that leap into like a top six, top five tight end if he can secure that volume. We know he's attached to a top tier offense. So I like Dawson Knox here at number nine. Number 10, I have Dallas Goddard. Actually two spots lower on Dallas Goddard than consensus. I just don't think there's a ton to be super excited about here with Dallas Goddard. Like, you know, he's a solid tight end but this is just not a favorable position for him to put together a really solid season. You're looking at an offense that's not going to be great in terms of passing volume. I love Jalen Hurts for fantasy in terms of supporting his weapons. Definitely not a big fan, but then you have Dallas Goddard now slotting in as like the weapon number three behind AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. He wasn't an elite option last year, more of like a mid-tier tight end one. He's not super young. Obviously he's not old, but he's kind of reached that age where it's like, if you haven't taken a huge leap, like, is it really going to happen? So I think he's a solid, you know, mid to late round tight end option. I'll feel very confident that he does finish as like a top 12 guy, but I'm just not seeing much of the ceiling. And I do think in terms of like overall rankings and ADP, I just feel like he's going to be overdrafted. I've seen some people ranking him at like number six, for me, that is way too high. Like I cannot put him over a guy like Dalton Schultz. And obviously I cannot put him over Rob Gronkowski if he is healthy. 
So, you know, a little bit lower on Dallas Goddard. Don't hate the player, more kind of fading the overall situation here with the Eagles. Number 11, I have Zach Ertz. Apparently, I'm also two spots lower on Zach Ertz than consensus. This really isn't like an anti-Zach Ertz thing. I think he's going to be very solid this year. The big question is just like, is this a two tight end system with Zach Ertz and Trey McBride? Or is this a year where Zach Ertz is the guy, Trey McBride's kind of learning under him, and then McBride kind of breaks out in the future? Not sure, but I do know when this offense is going to be at full strength. They're going to be a lot of miles to feed. This is a pretty talented offense in terms of these skill position players. You have D-Hop coming off of that suspension. You have Marquise Brown, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. You have the tight ends that I talked about. James Conner can catch the ball out of the backfield. So there are a lot of mouths to feed, but I do think Zach Ertz has that pedigree. He can finish as like a solid back end tight end one. So if he's like your late round safe option, I think that's a totally fine spot to have. And then number 12, wrapping up the top 12, the tight end ones, I have Pat Fryermuth. Kind of feel similarly uh, with Fryermuth as I do to Zach Ertz. Don't see a ton of a ceiling here, but you know, you have a solid young tight end. He may be able to take the step forward. I think he may lose out in volume now that Big Ben is gone, but he's going to be a red zone threat, and he should be the clear guy from day one, whereas last year he was kind of splitting opportunities with Eric Ebron early on in the season. Now at number 13, I am much higher on Albert O than consensus. At this point, when we're getting outside the top 12 tight ends, this is where I'm shooting for upside, right? Like tight end 13 to tight end like 20, are probably going to finish very, very close together. So I'm trying to take a swing on someone who I think can take a big leap. In my opinion, that guy is Albert O. He's a freak athlete. He's now the clear-cut tight end one with Noah Fant being traded to the Seahawks. This offense took a huge bump. I know everyone loves Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, but I do think there are some question marks in terms of those pass catchers. Judy just straight up hasn't broken out yet. Cortland Sutton didn't seem fantastic. Coming off of that ACL, you know, I'm not saying Alberto is going to be the number one target. I'm pretty confident that he is not. But I do think this is a situation where he can make an impact, you know, kind of from day one here on this Russell Wilson-led offense. So Alberto at number 13, Mike Gusecki at 14. What you like about Mike Gusecki is he's a very solid athlete, and he took a lot of his snaps on the outside over the last few years. What you don't like here, quarterback situation doesn't seem great especially when you're going to have to feed both Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. I think for Mike Gusecki to be a reliable fantasy option, you're going to have to see Tua take a pretty solid jump, and that's just not something that I am personally banking on. And then to finish up these top 15 rankings, I have Cole Komet here at number 15. I think he can see a big increase in terms of his target share. This is a Bears offense that is decimated. They're not going to be a good offense, but I think Cole Komet, like, is he going to be the number two target? That's very possible. You have Jimmy Graham gone. Cole Komet can get those red zone opportunities now. The wide receiver room is horrible behind Darnell Mooney. So I think he can take a step, get some of those red zone opportunities, and kind of take a jump here in year three. But those are my top 15 tight ends. Let me know what you guys think about these down below in the comment section. Let me know which players are too high or too low. Did I leave a player off? You know, maybe like Hunter Henry, Irv Smith. Guys like that totally could have made, you know, the top 15. When you're getting to the end here, it's just kind of picking whatever late round guys you like. So I went with Cole Komet. Could have been a few different guys, but that's going to wrap it up for this one. Check out my other rankings videos and then stay tuned for my overall rankings. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.